Welcome, Cody. Welcome. How Thank you doing? You. I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. You're Blessed one of the people, like, mm-hmm. when I was first starting my podcast, mm-hmm. and I was, like, thinking people who I'd bring, you're, like, if I show you in the book, mm-hmm. you're, like, one of the first names, like, Cody, and then mm-hmm. we talk about, like, health and all the shit that you sent me, we we're talking about, so I was, like, I definitely need to have this one of my first episodes. Bro, that's so that's so crazy to hear, because I just, I just be posting stuff on my IG and just, yeah, with, like, the intention of maybe, like, one or two people will, like, look at it, mm-hmm. and then they'll find it valuable, so that's, yeah. that's, like, the main thing, it's, like, I have, like, 400 followers, not a lot, but if one or two people find, like, what I post there valuable and, yeah. like, beneficial for them, yeah. it's totally worth it for yeah. me. So, that's hella cool. Thank those, you for that. Those Instagram lives, like, I think about those mm-hmm. often. Like, when we would just, like, get on live mm-hmm. and, like, four people would be in there and we just talk about health for, like, an hour. Yeah. It was crazy. That was, like, right when pandemic first started, yes. bro. Yes. It's crazy. I think that's one of the things that mm-hmm. people got out of this pandemic, though. They got, like the importance of health, mm-hmm. I think. Because I see it a lot, like, on social media and, like, mm-hmm. TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. health is, like, or these, like, fitness channels are such a mm-hmm. big thing now. Yeah, I think you had to, like, sure. look at yourself. Like, had to be alone. Like, all right, now all the stuff that mm-hmm. you use excuse to, like, mm-hmm. not work out, mm-hmm. you can't use it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you have ample amount of time. Like, you're getting paid to be at home, basically. Like, mm-hmm. you had to realize, like, man, maybe I don't <laughs> like how I look and mm-hmm. be able to do something about it. So yeah. I think that was cool. For sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think one of the other things, too, is that with, like, all this free time, people, mm-hmm. like, some people might actually begin to, like, do, like, a hobby, like, walking or running, and they're like, this isn't so bad. And mm-hmm. then they, they've they had the opportunity to, like, build the habit and, like, ingrain that habit yeah. while, while they were, uh, like, in quarantine and everything like mm-hmm. that. So I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. So let's start there. What is your definition of health? So, okay, this is a great question, and then there's so many answers. So, I think health is an overall, like, I think it's multidimensional, and it includes, like, your mental health, it includes your physical health, it includes, like, your oral health, your Mm. optical health, like, includes your skin. Like, I think there's so many different components of health that are important and need to be addressed. Like, um, if you are neglecting your mental health or you're neglecting yeah. your physical health, I don't think that you're still going to be like able to be as healthy as you'd like to be. Yes. Um, and like, or if you're neglecting your dental health, like you're not like taking care of your teeth or you're not like seeing like checkups and everything like that, yeah. I think it's going to be hard for someone to be healthy like regardless. Um, so it's, it's a great question and there's so many different components of what makes you healthy. And like, there's so many different answers of what, is like the key thing to do to be like the healthiest that you could be is it like having great friends that you have like a great support system with a great relationship or is it having a great diet a great exercise regimen a great like sleep schedule there's so many different things i think that's where health stops for most people it stops at the diet and the Mm -hmm. exercise really mainly at the Mm -hmm. exercise really because Mm -hmm. i've learned that health isn't Mm -hmm. always about how you look like your Mm -hmm. body isn't the ultimate definition mm-hmm. of health. Because I've seen, like, even myself, like, mm-hmm. as an athlete, my mm-hmm. diet was not very good, mm-hmm. but physically, I looked fine. Like, physically, mm-hmm. I looked, like, pretty built, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, regular bowel movements. Like, mm-hmm. my stomach would always hurt. Like, mm-hmm. my pee would be, like, hecka dark. Mm-hmm. And so I think the diet is the mm-hmm. building block to all of the other stuff. Because, like, if you don't have a poor, if you have a poor diet, I don't mm-hmm. think your mental is going to be in the right place. Because, like, mm-hmm. even, like, if you eat bad food, mm-hmm. you do feel kind of sluggish and tired. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even people that are obese, they have symptoms of depression just because mm-hmm. based on how they look. And then they mm-hmm. 
go through that vicious cycle of just eating again and then it gets really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agreed. Um, I think that's really great that you brought up the point of many people just stop at exercise. Yeah. And um, it's so true. So many people just like, I look good or I'm in like the healthy range for like a weight. So they yes. think that they're, they're okay to, um, to in like eat, indulge, like overly indulge in um, like uh, processed foods or unhealthy, like, like yeah. foods and unhealthy choices and stuff like that. And I think you, you're 100% right on like the building block is like a healthy diet. Yeah. Um, I'd also include healthy sleep um, because yeah. I've spent, so in my, my, uh, my class that I had to take to graduate, it was mm -hmm. advanced statistics and psychology. Yeah. We were able to do a project and I was the lead investigator on a thing. It's just a little like correlational study and we looked at sleep and then doing all the research for sleep and how it impacts, it's very important as well for like ideal and optimal health. Um, it's crazy like not enough sleep can uh, cause your body to just produce like stress hormones and then they would measure that through like urine samples or through um, like mouth swabs. Um, it impairs like how you like think, how you feel, everything like that. It's so crucial to yeah. health. It's um, it's definitely one of the building blocks as well. I I learned that from what is that crazy experiment? Um, I think it happened at Stanford or something mm -hmm. where like the guards kept like the prisoners mm -hmm. awake, and mm -hmm. it just drove them mad. Like their mm -hmm. behavior changed, mm -hmm. and. I didn't really understand how important sleep was. So mm -hmm. I saw that in the, like our research, like there's mm -hmm. different types of sleep. Like mm -hmm. when I was younger, like I did not sleep at all. Like I would stay up to like <laughs> 2 a.m. And like you would wake up feeling like ass mm -hmm. and then like you take that nap and then you're mm -hmm. just up through the night again and your mm -hmm. sleep cycle is so vicious. And so when you like grow up and then you like have a regular sleep schedule, mm -hmm. it really does improve your performance. And like, mm -hmm. I forgot what study it was, but it was like, if you are on a regularly like, time sleep schedule, mm -hmm. then your body's on a schedule mm -hmm. and it understands when you're getting nutrition and other stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's mm -hmm. able to perform at its like mm -hmm. peak. Yes, definitely. Um, I believe you're talking about the Stanford prison experiment. Yes, with, yes, uh, yes, yes. Zimbardo. Yes, yes. Crazy experiment. It's, it's covered in, I feel like it's covered in every single psych class um, that's always brought up. Uh, I was actually, I had the opportunity to meet him. Um, he actually did a talk at Folsom Lake College in 2018, I believe. And mm -hmm. he... Uh, talked about the prison experiment. He talked about his other research on um, shyness and extroversion. He talked about, um, like, have you heard of the bystander effect? Yeah. Whereas he talked about, like, how to break through that and how to be, like, a hero is what he deemed it. Mm. Um, it was really interesting, and it was great that he, he was there and he talked about everything. He shook my hand. He signed my copy of the Lucifer Effect. It was a totally wonderful experience. Um, but, yeah, like, I believe that the guards were making them like not sleep. They were um, making them do like an excessive amount of push-ups, and these weren't like like D one like Stanford athletes. They were just yeah. like normal, regular ass people. And yeah, weren't they like interns or something, or like students or? Yeah, it was yeah. a bunch of psych students. Yeah, that's it. And making them do like five hundred push-ups is, bro. They they must have been so burnt out. And um, but yeah, it's so interesting. Um, and then back to what you were talking about with like the sleep cycle being messed up, like yeah. mine was too, man. Like when I was in high school, I was going to bed at two, waking up at six. And then I wasn't eating like a nutritious breakfast at all. I was eating like Lucky Charms, man, with like a glass, like a bowl of milk or um, not a bowl of milk, but um, like Lucky Charms and milk yeah. like every morning. And it was like, bro, of course I'm gonna feel like shit. <laughs> no sleep. I, I don't think, I think like cereal is really like a scam, like cereal. 
It should is, not be supported. Bro. It has so much sugar. It's so probably the worst much. way to start your day. 100%. Um, one interesting thing was, uh, I was from this book, it's called How Not to Diet. He was covering that. And the added sugar actually makes you hungrier throughout the day. Really? So like, I'm not sure if you experienced this back in high school, but when I was eating like Lepi Charms, bro, I would get so hungry throughout the day. And like, then I would eat, like this is, uh, when I was in high school, I actually, prior to me being like, um, like slim, when mm. I was freshman through junior year, I was super overweight. Um, I was about like 230, 240 pounds. Damn. And I would end up eating like Lucky Charms for breakfast. And then um, like at lunch, I would end up eating like way too much food. Like I would eat like basically two lunches worth of food. And then that caused me to gain like a lot of weight my freshman and sophomore years. Um, but yeah, that's like how you start. And then another thing that you talked about too was like how your body will kind of like get on a cycle. It's like yeah. a circadian rhythm. And um, what's crazy is that if you like if you're used to eating like you know how in high school we were eating at like 11 15 every day yeah your body will start producing um oh man what's that it's called glucose no oh man what is it called it's man it's the thing that oh man it's it's in type type 2 diabetics oh insulin insulin your body will start yeah, yeah, producing yeah. insulin before the meal to get you prepared for it so it's like it's really interesting how your body kind Damn. of falls into your yeah. habits and adjusts itself based off those i think that's important i think that like especially like at a young age because mm-hmm. i never had that like my mom like mm-hmm. she let me stay up or like mm-hmm. she would just leave me in my room with like my phone mm-hmm. and i would just be on Mine my too. phone that was that was i think that's like mm-hmm. the worst thing like mm-hmm. when i have kids i'm not gonna give them a phone <laughs> because like i think habits like that at a young mm-hmm. age really help you in life like if you like have a regiment schedule mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. just a scheduled person then mm-hmm. i think it makes life way easier definitely and so i think like especially like a diet like i'm not gonna not let my kids have stuff and mm-hmm. understand like what things are because like mm-hmm. i don't really have a lot of sugar growing up like i mm-hmm. of course i had like candy and stuff but like mm-hmm. i didn't really like we ate like fruit and stuff so now mm-hmm. i'm like really into fruit like i don't mm-hmm. really like ice cream mm-hmm. milkshakes and stuff like that like i'd rather mm-hmm. have like a mango like my mom mm-hmm. was really into fruit mm-hmm. and so i think like parenting and stuff like that really mm-hmm. plays a part in diet and mm-hmm. i think that if it wasn't so expensive to mm-hmm. eat healthy i think mm-hmm. everybody would be doing it yeah 100 percent um i think that's a really good point that you brought up about your mom like kind of like setting a a tone yeah. to like enjoy fruit not setting a tone but like setting a standard to enjoy fruit yeah. and eat a lot of fruit um, that's so great. Like, shout out to your mom for that. Bro, she's crazy. I used to have to do like ginger shots. It was horrible. Bro, that's so great. Shout out to your mom, man. Tell your mom that she's like doing a fantastic job. Um, because that is ginger is so good for you. It it it's hella good for like cramps. Like, yeah. Um, for they've done studies on it. it's like for women that are experiencing menstrual cramps, mm-hmm. ginger actually was able to help certain uh, certain women. So like, if for those that are like watching and they are experiencing menstrual cramps and you have like a jamba juice or something nearby maybe try a ginger shot maybe it can help maybe it can't but it can't hurt because ginger has so many health benefits um but once again shout out to your mom for that she's crazy Um, with the health it's it's crazy because i feel like if i'm being honest the the path that my parents were my dad isn't like if my dad doesn't eat like no fruit Mm -hmm. um like if i'm being honest like the only fruit that you would see him eat is like orange like he would drink orange juice but he wouldn't eat an orange he wouldn't have an apple like Mm. so like my i didn't grow up in a household that was like super like pro fruit and everything like that um my mom on the other hand was she was she definitely would buy like berries and everything like that and keep it stocked which was great um but i think kind of like the concern i have was like like um like i have family 
like I have a family history of like chronic conditions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it made me feel like, okay, I know fruit is hella good for me. And it's like the sugar in fruit is not bad. The, um, the antioxidants in the fruit are so good for you. Yeah. And there's so many health benefits to fruit that I'm like, let me just make sure I, I build my life like around like a healthy, like plant-based diet. So, yeah. um, and then your, your, your point about like it being expensive is it sucks because like you said, so many people would buy healthy foods if it wasn't so expensive and it wouldn't go bad so fast. Wait, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. My bad, but plant-based diet, vegetarian. Yes. Vegan. Um, it's so funny story. I actually tried it back yeah. in 2017 and I thought like, okay, I read this book. It's called how not to die. Most influential book I've ever read. If any of you are interested in reading like one book, that is the book. It changed my life. Um, so I read it and it was like vegetarian diets, vegan diets are good for you. They're going to make you live longer. They're going to help you with like having low uh, blood pressure, low blood cholesterol, yeah. like all these things that I thought were like, I was worried about because like I have a family history of chronic conditions. So definitely, I was like, definitely. this is going to be like, this is what I got to do. So I tried it for a week. I was eating like a bunch of like vegan chips, vegan crackers, like vegan, just like junk food. Yeah. Didn't feel, didn't feel a difference. Um, wasn't buying like no fruit, no vegetables. Cause my, it was, I tried it when my parents went to Europe, they went to okay. Germany and yeah. it was like, I think like December or late November. And yeah. I was like, this is like the first time I've ever been alone for like an extended period of time. So like my grocery shopping skills were garbage. <laughs> I was not like, I was not eating like any healthy vegan food. Yeah. I failed. I ended up going to in and out with one of my friends. Damn. I got a double double. And then like, I, I considered it a failure. And <laughs> then, um, I tried going vegetarian about like two or three months later, and then I was vegetarian from about like February, March of 2018 yeah, yeah, yeah. to about June of 2018. So it was about a two, two, three, four month period. Sure. And then um, went back to eating meat again. And then, but during this time, I was still um, learning a lot about nutrition. I was uh, on this, I was checking out this page called nutritionfacts.org every day. Mm -hmm. He, uh, his name's Michael Greger. He's a doctor. He goes over all these like nutritional articles and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's what saved me. It took me about a year and a half to learn everything. And then Damn. I finally went vegan in yeah. uh, March of 2019, March 26, 2019 was the day I went vegan. I was tracking my food. I like, I like looking back at it. It's crazy. Like what I was eating. Cause I was eating like so much more processed food and yeah. I was eating a much more like substitutes, but now it's like, I, I feel like I enjoy the um like i enjoy like beans as much as i enjoy mock meat definitely and i enjoy like the fruits and the vegetables and like it's crazy how it changed and um like how my diet has changed over the past two years that i have been vegan mm -hmm. and then even when i was like transitioning and beginning to go vegan because i was eating a shit ton of smoothies when i first like at the ending stages of being like a um, omnivore and then at yeah. the beginning stages of veganism, I was eating so many smooth or I was consuming so many smoothies and stuff like that. And now I'm like, I don't have that many smoothies. Mm -hmm. I, um, I eat like, I eat like pretty similar stuff on like a regular basis. I usually have oatmeal for breakfast every yeah. morning. And then for, for lunch, I'll have like a, a salad that'll include like beans or okay. like some form of legumes and then yeah. some uh, spinach or some kale. And then for dinner, it's usually like, it definitely rotates. Um, I had been eating out a lot more recently because of finals week, but honestly, a lot this year, I've actually been eating a bunch of Portuguese kale soup, which is hella good. Soup? Yeah. I was eating a shit ton of soup and Damn. it, um, it's so good. It's, it's just, it's an, actually, it's a national dish of Portugal. And really? Yeah. That soup? Or yeah. just soup in general? It's, it's, uh, it's called like caldo vege. Mm -hmm. I, I can't pronounce it. I don't speak Portuguese. I'm not bilingual. <laughs> I wish, I wish it would have been so cool, but, um, 
like every time I go back to Portugal, I would have yeah. it. And but in Portugal, they would use they use like chorizo, mm-hmm. um, and instead we use like soy chorizo, which which still tastes hella good yeah. and it has a lot less calories, so it's nice. But um, it's been hella nice to have because it was something my grandma would make. Yeah. My mom didn't make it much. And then my aunt would make it in Portugal. And that's like what I would have a lot of when yeah. I was there. So I've been enjoying that hella this semester. That's and like great. That shit's been hella good. So do you feel like the transition was hard? Like, or was it you able to just to cut it off? Like, did you feel like cheating or like mm-hmm. reverting back? So it was. Okay. So the easiest part was actually cutting out the meat. Yeah. Which is crazy because everybody's like, oh, I can never give up meat. Funny story, I was actually, like, there was one time where I was actually, like, getting lunch with someone mm-hmm. that was vegetarian. And I was like, I could never go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But years later, I'm it's, vegan, yeah. so it's, it's that's crazy. That's hot. That's, like, when my mom, because mm-hmm. she's on a keto diet, so it's not crazy. essentially the same. Mm-hmm. But she just, like, tells me, like, it's not that hard. Like, she's like, I don't miss bread. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't have a sandwich. And, like, mm-hmm. I thought about it. I was like, I don't really often have sandwiches. Like, mm-hmm. I like raisin bread a lot, mm-hmm. but... I could live without it. And so I see mm-hmm. what she's saying. And mm-hmm. like, in regard to like, if you just cut it out, you don't mm-hmm. really need it. And it's not that hard mm-hmm. if you don't think about it. But mm-hmm. meat would be a tough one for me. Yeah, it's, I feel like a lot of people for it's a tough one because yeah. it's, I'm not sure if you experience this, but I feel like for me growing up, probably from like ages, like from up until like, like age 19 or 20, there I would eat, like have meat like once or twice a day, yeah. like, lunch or dinner. Like, yeah. for sure, dinner every day. Yeah. And then sometimes for lunch. Um, so, like, it was weird, like, having to replace that. And, like, because that was usually the main dish. Like, at my house, it would be, like, steak. And it would be, like, a big steak. And yeah. it would take up most of the plate. Or it would be, like, hella chicken the on a plate. The portion size is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, that would take up, like, the majority. Like, the plate would be, like, like this big. And, mm-hmm. like, the meat would be, like, that. And, yeah. And then it would be, like, a small side of, like, rice. Or, like, a small-ass side yeah. of broccoli. It'd be like the meat is half the plate, and then like maybe like a fifth size of vegetables mm-hmm. and a fifth size of like some carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I experienced too, um, and it was crazy because like after like switch like getting rid of the meat, yeah. I basically had like a plate that was just like filled with a bunch of carbohydrates, and mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of brown rice or a bunch of black beans or a bunch of like vegetables and stuff like that. So it was like it was definitely a big change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if anybody is interested in switching to a plant-based diet, I think that you should probably do a good amount of reading. I would say probably like spend a few months like learning about it yeah. so that you can know what to um, what to incorporate and everything like that. I would definitely recommend trying out mock meats um, and like like alternatives and substitutes and stuff like that. And I think I think that um, if you do all that and you like do it on a day-to-day basis, you'd probably be able to. Um, do it within like a few months and be yeah. able to make like a smooth transition. I'll admit it's not bad. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I could be vegetarian, mm-hmm. but most of my meals are with vegetables mm-hmm. and like not that much meat. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so ingrained in mm-hmm. like not the culture, but like mm-hmm. just in everyday eating. Like it's mm-hmm. there are more vegan options now and like society is moving and geared towards that way Mm -hmm. and i think that's pretty cool like there's Mm -hmm. places like just dedicated to salads and like Mm -hmm. even chipotle has what is it like cauliflower um are you talking about the sofritas yeah it's a it's a tofu it is yeah it's great bro love that shit and they have like the brown rice so Mm -hmm. like there's other options it's more Mm -hmm. accessible but like it's way easier to go get like a pack Mm -hmm. of meat like Mm -hmm. a pack of hot dogs than it is to like get like a vegan hot dog or like those options and um, food accessibility is a big thing. 
Yes, I, yes, yes. I feel like honestly that if everybody had the opportunity to eat, um, like if there wasn't as many like food deserts in the United States or yeah. if there wasn't as many like opportunities or like uh, disadvantages for people to go yeah. and get fruits and vegetables or like legumes and stuff like that, I think a lot of people would eat more healthy. Yeah, we were um, just talking about that. I think my girl, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off my back. Oh, he's good. But we're um, talking about like with her mom, we we're talking about mm-hmm. the food, like food deserts and how there's more and like black neighborhoods or like mm-hmm. urban, whatever you want to call it, there's more liquor stores than there is mm-hmm. like supermarkets or there's mm-hmm. like more places you can buy cigarettes than you can buy like organic groceries and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I think Absolutely. that is super important. Like it's, there's definitely a huge like, uh, like class and yeah. racial component to it. Whereas like, there's definitely like a lot more, um, like health disparities between like a white American and like a black American or a Latino American. Yeah. And it's, it's really unfortunate because like it definitely, it can affect like generations of people. And, um, like this can i believe i could be wrong but i believe that like the gut microbiome that like a grandma has like passes down to damn like a grandchild or a great grandchild so it's like that's how it impacts yeah like generations upon generations in these food deserts are like devastating for so many people in the united states um so i could be wrong but i do believe that like the gut microbiome that like your grandma or your grandpa had influences like yours and that can influence like weight gain it can influence um like a bunch of other health related outcomes it can influence mood and stuff like that so it's crazy i did not know that yeah it's your gut microbiome is crazy has it has i believe the most bacteria in your body damn um it's really impressive shit and it's crazy like the one of the best things for it is like diverse, like plant-based, yeah. a diverse plant-based diet and um, including lots of like legumes, lots of uh, whole grains, lots of vegetables. But uh, back to what you were saying about like you could go vegetarian, but you choose like, like it's so ingrained in it. I just think I would miss it too much, like mm. to have to limit, because it is very limiting at that mm. point, because there is, even like in the supermarket, mm-hmm. it is very limited to what you can get. Mm-hmm. And I... And like, there's TikTok. It was like cauliflower steak. Mm-hmm. I just, that's, it's so hard to mm-hmm. picture steak now to be cauliflower. Like, I know what that is. That's not mm-hmm. steak. That's mm-hmm. not a cow. Like, it's cauliflower. <laughs> and it might taste the same if you know to do the same steps, but mm-hmm. I just think I would miss it. But I definitely eat less meat than I did in mm-hmm. high school. Like in high school, it was like all about meat. And it was mm-hmm. like, just, I would, sometimes I've eaten like boiled chicken breast because mm-hmm. I was like just wanted some meat, mm-hmm. but now I think I like more like the beans now. Like I very mm-hmm. got into like the beans, like the mm-hmm. pinto beans, mm-hmm. um, black beans. I had black beans on a salad for the first time. It was crazy. It's good. Yeah, it was like so good. some romaine lettuce, mm-hmm. black beans, mm-hmm. um, some Doritos, <laughs> and like some creamy salsa, like oh. a little bit of like um, ground turkey. Like mm-hmm. she, like her Sophia's mom, like. Uh, Mm-hmm. shook it up and it was a salad and it was hecka good bro yes yeah. yeah see like one of the things though is that um when they've looked at like studies there's been studies comparing like very low meat to like vegetarians and vegans very and low meat like what do you mean like a very low meat diet like okay, once a week okay, yeah. or um i believe it's either once i think it was either some of them were once a week and then some of them are less than an ounce a day yeah. of meat and the health differences between the two are not like statistically significant yeah so it's like if you do eat a low meat diet 
like see it's like crazy because like the the vegan is like saying if you eat meat you'll be okay but <laughs> if you if you do if i'm being yeah. honest if you yeah. eat like a low meat or a low fish consuming diet yeah. you will be okay as long as you are it's mostly about what you include on your plate it's yeah. not about what you exclude yeah so it's like a vegan diet of like french fries and vegan milkshakes is going to be terrible for you yeah but a like a vegetarian diet or a mediterranean diet or something like that where you're eating lots of beans lots of greens yeah. and stuff like that it's gonna be way better for you like the the two foods that are like important that everybody should eat and that will extend your life regardless of other factors are leafy greens and nuts which is crazy because yeah. like i'm a more greens guy yeah you don't you don't fuck with like no peanut butter no almond butter anything like that i fuck with peanut butter uh-huh. on toast occasionally mm-hmm. but it's the process kind of like mm-hmm. was it skippy or jiffy skippy whatever yeah, yeah whatever it is mm-hmm. almond i've done almond milk mm-hmm. i've just got on the oat milk train so i'm mm-hmm. an oat milk drinker now mm-hmm. but i don't do like the nuts like my mom mm-hmm. likes the roasted nuts that mm-hmm. of course are processed and like hella sugar and stuff on uh-huh. them but like I've never been into nuts. Like I've been like greens. Like all my favorite vegetables are green. Like green mm-hmm. beans, broccoli, mm-hmm. spinach. Mm-hmm. That's about it, really. That's where it starts. I mean, those are okay. So like, broccoli, spinach, two of the healthiest vegetables. Yeah. Uh, broccoli is, in both of them, it's it's ridiculous how like beneficial they are for health. Um, and I think that like with nuts, if you're eating like the so, like, a lot of people think that, like, maybe peanut butter or almond butter is bad because yeah. in a butter form. But yeah. if you're eating, like, if it's coming from, like, raw um, raw nuts and it's, like, unsalted or it's, like, uh, sugar-free, it's mm. hella good for you still. And it still has, like, the same health benefits. Um, and then, like, with certain, like, I'm not sure if you, you fuck with, like... Um, like cashews or pistachios or anything like that. Pistachios are good. I'll do pistachios. Pistachios are hella good for your heart. There's actually been studies where it's like they actually improve heart health because they have this uh, essential nutrient in it called, uh, I believe it's called L-arginine. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's one of the amino acids and it, it improves heart health. And like, that's one of the things with nuts is like, nuts are really good for your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, like walnuts, I eat walnuts every day walnuts the only walnuts i've ever eaten are in ice cream mm-hmm. shouts out ben and jerry's yeah chunky, shout monkey. Out ben and jerry's. chunky the... monkey that's the flavor that's the only capacity i've ever no mm-hmm. no no. i've had walnuts in like pie and stuff mm-hmm. walnuts so, they're not my favorite but i just know that the health benefits are so you know insane. what seed i do like that it's kind of crazy was good pumpkin seeds they're hella good for you bro they're hella good for hair health too I a lot love of people don't know that seeds like when we like carved pumpkins up for mm-hmm. Halloween. My aunt, she'll like save them and we'll scrape mm-hmm. them and clean them. Mm-hmm. And then she'll put them in the ovens with a little mm-hmm. bit of um, paprika or like cayenne or whatever mm-hmm. it is on top. The best thing I've ever had. Pumpkin seeds are hella good for hair health. So like they've actually done studies where it's like they put grounded pumpkin seeds into a capsule and had like mm-hmm. balding men take it. Whoa. And it actually improved their hair, hair health, mm. which is crazy. And then one of the things with pumpkin seeds is they have lots of zinc. So it's like... They're they have lots of benefits. So like yeah. if you if you fuck with pumpkin seeds, definitely recommend having them. But I think that cayenne like, and paprika this, though yeah. that's good for you. Yeah, like I didn't know spices were an important thing too. Like oh I definitely God, learned I like either. spices. Like mm. I think um, one that everybody's talking about um, the pink Himalayan sea, the sea salt, mm-hmm. or the pink Himalayan salt mm-hmm. or whatever it is. 
there's like I didn't know there's like different benefits of like natural salt until mm-hmm. like maybe like a couple years ago because like not gonna say like I'm black but of course I'm black but mm-hmm. so the only salt I know is the iodized like salt that mm-hmm. you like put on food mm-hmm. and then of course like the ones you have like at school like that's mm-hmm. like sodium oh. whatever the fuck you want to call it but like I didn't know like there's different benefits to different type of salts or like mm-hmm. this seasoning does this for your heart and this does it like turmeric mm-hmm. I've learned is a really good thing turmeric's amazing for yeah. you um, yeah, you're right. It's it's crazy. I did not know how beneficial spices were either. They're extremely high in antioxidants, yeah. which is like hella good for your heart. But um, back to what you said about the pink Himalayan salt, I personally don't uh, have that. Like I don't um, consume pink Himalayan salt because it's non-iodine, mm. non-iodized. So what's the difference? So you know what iodine is, right? It's yes. a it's like a vitamin, or I believe it's just like a micronutrient, yeah. and it's it's good for your thyroid, and pink Himalayan salt doesn't have it Mm. and it's many people don't get enough iodine from their diet like excluding the salt so like i definitely think that for um, the average person i would think it's better to have iodized salt than Mm. to have pink Himalayan salt Uh, because like do you happen to eat like sea vegetables every week sea vegetables like nori sheets or um i believe it's called like wakame or anything like that no sir yeah, see that those are vegetables that are Jeez, high you're in iodine. Deep in your vegetable bag, bro. <laughs> you're different. I'm, I'm working. I work on it, bro. It's you know, there's there's lots of things you gotta eat for yeah. optimal health. But um, so like if you're not eating a bunch of like sea sea vegetables or seafood, um, I would personally recommend sticking to the iodine salt. Mm. Um, and it's not gonna be like the like the health benefits I'm assuming from. I don't know enough about pink Himalayan salt to say if it's like actually healthier or not. Yeah. So I'm just saying like right now like this. This, in my opinion, would be like the safer bet is to just stick with the iodized salt. Yeah. But um, with turmeric, bro, I, it is so good for you. It is so good for your heart. Um, the Nutrition Facts Org Guide actually recommends like if you have a sedentary like desk job, yeah, take a turmeric supplement because Damn. it is so good for your arteries. And it's so good for your heart. It's so so good for um, for joint pain as well. Like my uh, my dad actually would take turmeric supplements because mm-hmm. um he would have like joint pain because he yeah. would be he was working at this alarm company for 30 years bro like crawling through attics Jesus. crawling under houses everything like that so like and he'd be working like 9 10 11 hour days mm-hmm. so like his body would be sore and like he took that and it would help him and then my stepmom would do well stepmom didn't work at the alarm company but she would take the turmeric supplements as yeah. well and it they both like found benefit from it yeah. i found benefit from it um so it's definitely like spices are yeah. hella good to include. But I think I don't think people pay enough attention to like how they season their food if they do. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff I find mm-hmm. is not over seasoned, but it just tastes like people like salt, like uh mm-hmm. like fries. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like in and out fries, but I love in and out fries because they're not that salty. Mm-hmm. And like I don't feel that like heavy, cathartic, like oh my stomach hurts type feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why I don't like eating a lot of fast food. Like, I'll eat fast food, mm-hmm. not going to lie, but I don't like that heavy, like, damn, oh I'm hella God. tired, like, overwhelmed yeah. type feeling. Mm-hmm. That's why I've found with how the healthy eating now, like, mm-hmm. um, I've been eating, like, a lot of light food. Like, even, like, carbs, like, I'll keep to, like, rice and, like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. a bagel, mm-hmm. nothing too heavy. But I found that, like, you're not as sluggish, and even after you eat, you can still go and have a good day. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, breakfast, like, I only eat fruit. Like, I have mm-hmm. a rule, like only fruit until like 12 because mm-hmm. breakfast like i'll wake up and I'm like oh i'm energized and i'll eat breakfast I'm like damn mm-hmm. like let me lay back down and digest my food mm-hmm. and by that time i've wasted like a couple hours but mm-hmm. if i eat like a apple or like some fruit and some water then i'll be 
I still like have something in my stomach, mm-hmm. but not feel hella like weighed down. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think that's mm-hmm. important, like for people to get that traditional sense of breakfast out of their mind, like mm-hmm. the sausage, the eggs, like all of it's hella heavy. Like I, it think is just it's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like it. That's the first thing I was thinking of when you started talking about like heavy breakfast and stuff. I was like, throw those those like sausage, egg, bacon, yeah. like that that type, like those like that stuff. Definitely, you'll feel like heavy like and sluggish. Just ten pounds already just mm-hmm. from that one meal. Mm-hmm. Or like, bro, I would feel that honestly. Like I used to love prior to being vegan. I used to love going to In and Out, but I would feel that for sure yeah. right afterwards, eating like a double double with fries. Um, but I definitely feel you on like the In and Out fries not feeling as salty and yeah. not as like. I definitely feel like there's a difference between those and like the McDonald's fries definitely. or other places fries where it's like they're not overly salty. One thing too is I feel like the the saltiness in some of those like f- like the fast food would kind of dehydrate me, and it would, oh. I would be like, damn, like bro, where's some water? Like, I need drink some will water be gone before my food is because it's so Real shit, yeah, man. It's and my mouth can tell it dry and salty and parched. And I don't mm-hmm. like it. It's like, and then you end up just having even more calories because yeah. like if it was me when I was having like fast food. I'd have it with like a lemonade, which yeah. has a lim- like a lot of people think like juice is like low calories, but it they definitely the liquid calories are crazy if you think about it. They add up, they stack up yeah. fast. So it's like that's like that definitely a um, Pepsi once a day you have mm-hmm. is that's a lot of sugar. That's mm-hmm. actually three hundred calories you don't know about. Mm-hmm. There was this YouTube video where I was like looking at the amount of sugar in um, Mountain Dew. And like one of those like classic bottles, like the ones that you buy at like Bel Air or something. Yeah. And it's like it was insane, like how many sugar cubes it had in it. It's yeah. it's so crazy because that all just causes like inflammation. It just yeah. makes you hungrier. It 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 does nothing good for you. And empty it's, calories, empty mm-hmm. empty calories. Absolutely. Like I I've never like until like I really started trying to gain weight mm-hmm. and like I found out oh there is. The calories that you drink are important. Like, I started mm-hmm. drinking a lot of chocolate milk, and I got mm-hmm. super, like, it did help. I got big, mm-hmm. but then I got, like, really bloated, and I got, like, mm-hmm. a muffin top, and I felt, like, kind of, like, fat. I was, like, mm-hmm. even though it does come along with 20 grams of protein in one, like, you know, eight-ounce glass, it also does come with, you know, a couple carbs and hella sugar, mm-hmm. and that'll stack up real quick. And I mm-hmm. saw, I was, like, damn, I felt, and then, like, even, like, not that I got hella big, but mm-hmm. I just felt sluggish. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel good. Like, mm-hmm. I think the milk thing is really a big one too. The milk mm-hmm. is really important. Like you, I don't think people should drink milk. Like I like milk, mm-hmm. but I think it should be like a different form, like almond milk or like oat milk or something. Mm-hmm. Just cause I don't think it's natural. Like after I stopped drinking mm-hmm. milk, I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. Especially like when I would go to the bathroom. Not gonna lie, like mm-hmm. after that bowl of cereal, I did not have a stomach ache. Bro, honestly, um, so I I discovered I actually had like milk pro- or like I guess like stomach sensitivities with milk really when i was working at jamba juice i um because i would have like the jamba juice smoothies are a fucking scam like if anybody does not know jamba juice like the smoothies they have are like three or four scoops of ice cream like the daily amount of cholesterol saturated fat everything that you want and what's like a perceived healthy package and um damn like i would get hella bad stomach aches because i'd have like a like a strawberry wild which has like two large scoops of uh, vanilla ice cream in it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh what the hell like what is this like what's causing me like to have a stomach ache like on the clock and <laughs> yes, bro and then like i started realizing like oh maybe it's the dairy and the, yeah. the sherbet and it it definitely like i was like okay let me stay away but i agree with you about like the like the the type of milk that people should most people should because it's about 70 percent of the population have like dairy related uh allergens sensitivities or like they're lactose intolerant yeah 
So it's like soy milk, almond milk, oat milk, like whichever one is your like favorite is the one that you should probably stick with. Yeah, I just got put on the oat milk. It's a little, mm-hmm. you can taste that mm-hmm. it came from oats. Mm-hmm. You can, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's not hecka strong. It's not like disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, it kind of adds a little bit of a different flavor. Like mm-hmm. when I had cereal with it for the first time, mm-hmm. I thought it was disgusting. And then I was like forced to because I like had the uh-huh. munchies and like I did it again. I was like, okay, once you get over the fact that it's not regular milk, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've been getting coffee and stuff with it lately, and mm-hmm. it's in. I feel like it's improved how I digest things, and I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, this is a bit unrelated, but do you eat oats? Like, I was in like high school. I would mm-hmm. eat like a bowl of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I put them. If I have a protein shake, I'll get like some protein, milk, mm-hmm. a banana, some peanut butter, and like maybe like. A, cup of oats mm-hmm. and i'll blend it up in there but other than that i don't really eat them no mm, i see um definitely do the same thing with the uh, with the protein shake adding yeah. the oats in there um i eat oats for breakfast like damn near like four or five times a week oats? so do you have them like different ways because i seen like on tiktok that's a really big thing the way the oatmeal is made like mm-hmm. people would be creative with it they add like berries and like honey mm-hmm. and a bunch of i had like berries um i had like yogurt applesauce berries flax seeds um, sometimes there was one point where I was adding like uh, dark chocolate chips to it in Damn. the morning. It, there was there's definitely a lot of things, but like the consistency is like a banana every day with my oats, and then like mm. a couple of blueberries every day with my oats. But yeah. other than that, I like mix and match different things. Um, but like with the oat milk and stuff, like I definitely like understand that because I do do experience like the the oat the oaty taste. Yeah, <laughs> the, the oaty. Taste. Yeah, <laughs> like it tastes kind of grainy. Like you mm-hmm. can tell it's like kind of like earthy, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. I fuck with soy milk, honestly. Soy, I only had scared soy, of soy milk, milk when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's so scared of soy milk, but um, you hear it, you heard it here first. Soy milk is hella good for you. It is hella good for your heart. Um, soy products for men are good for reducing the risk of prostate cancer. Soy products for women are good at reducing the uh, risk of breast cancer. So I definitely personally pick soy milk. It is the most uh, nutritionally similar to um, actual like cow milk. That was just my little... Really? Yeah. It's actually the... If we're looking at, like, micronutrients and everything like that, it is actually the most similar to cow milk, and it's the most nutrient-dense. Because I know, like, the soy milk was the OG. Like, mm-hmm. before all the almond milk and oat mm-hmm. milk came out, like, I remember soy milk was a thing. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like everybody talks about oat milk and mm-hmm. almond milk when they talk about soy milk. But I think mm-hmm. soy milk was the first one, so I feel like it would it be was. more popular. It's, so the thing is, is everybody's scared of soy milk because of phytoestrogens. Oh yeah, I everybody did hear thinks about, that it's yeah, gonna cause uh, puffy nipples. Yep, yeah, yeah, and yeah. gynecomastia. Yeah. Um, turns out there's two different soy receptors in your body, mm-hmm. and so like if you're taking a soy pill, that'd be bad for you. Okay. But it's just because it's in such concentrate, and it's yeah. like anything at that like to that degree is bad for yeah. you. But drinking a glass of soy milk, having tofu, having mm-hmm. tempeh, having um, like soybeans, edamame. Yeah. It's good for you. It's good for okay. your heart. It's good for everything. Um, but I think that the oats do have like a um, a protecting factor of your heart as well. So mm-hmm. it's like if you fuck with oat milk, honestly, just stick with I, it. I fuck with oat milk happy. I I just get like the it's like a it's a green carton. It's like silk soy milk, unsweetened, organic. It's like two fifty at like Walmart. So mm-hmm. it's it's what I. Yeah. It gets a job done for me. Do you get the... Oh, you did say unsweetened. Because mm-hmm. some people I know, like, they have to have that taste. Because, mm-hmm. like, now it's 
different mm-hmm. stuff, like the vanilla one. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I see what you're saying. I there's so my stepdad buys hella soy milk from Costco and it's vanilla flavored. That should taste hella good. Really? Yeah. I know it's a little bit sweeter, so I was gonna ask it like is. if you use the vanilla one. It so like with the vanilla soy milk. If I'm being honest, bro, I could have like a glass of that with like breakfast. And, yeah, and it is really good. It is good. Um, but. I just choose like the unsweetened because I'm like this is like the like the healthiest one. So yeah. I that's just like sometimes I just like tough through. Like sometimes it not tasting as good yeah. as like the sweetened shit. But I think sometimes people get caught up on the fact that you have to like cook with milk and mm-hmm. it does taste different. Like I've cooked with oat milk and I was like, this is not the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like, doubt it. I do not doubt like, it. This, at all. this tastes a little off. You can taste mm-hmm. like it's something's mm-hmm. different. You can't. It's not like a big deal. Like of course mm-hmm. I'll get past it. And it was good. Mm-hmm. But you can still definitely on that initial bite, like, oh, this was meant to be a little bit creamier, have mm-hmm. a little bit different type of substance. But it's not bad. I definitely enjoy it. One of the things for that is coconut milk. My mom's a really big fan of coconut milk and coconut water and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Coconut water got the potassium. But um, with coconut milk, it does have, like, a really good a creamy, like, texture and it's smooth and everything like that. So my mom is definitely – my mom was actually – shout out to my mom, bro, because she she's hella on board with, like, the vegan movement, and she's, like – Man, shout out to the mom for the help, man. Shout out to moms. Man. Um, like, her – I've seen her Instagram. Like, yeah. she has a little, like, Instagram account, and it's, like, like almost half the things that she's following is just, like, vegan cooking, vegan cooking, vegan yeah. So it's, like, shout out to her because, like, she's definitely experimented a lot with, um, with like, plant-based food and everything like that, and she's definitely used, like – when she's had to substitute milk, she's definitely used coconut milk most of the time. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is I'm not honestly, bro. I'm not the biggest fan of coconut, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, but coconut milk is is cool for me. It is. So yeah, I I don't I don't mind it at all. And like, this is coming from someone that does not fuck yeah. with like coconut at all. I had it one time and I couldn't get past like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like chunks or just the texture. Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. a little bit different. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely like. At Jumba Juice, when I was, like, getting, you know, like, the acai bowls and stuff? Yeah, the smoothie bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How they have, like, coconut flakes at the top. Mm-hmm. I would always be like, no. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Stuff like that is too strong for me. Mm-hmm. Like, the coconut's too... It's too much. Too coconut, like, yeah. Even but, though it's yeah. just a little ass amount of coconut flakes, it was still too much for me. Yeah. And I just... But the coconut milk, for some reason, it just... It, I don't mind it. Yeah. I've seen it be mm-hmm. substituted in food mm-hmm. in, like... What was it? I think it was gumbo or like something mm-hmm. to where like was able to marinate and not be mm-hmm. that bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think if my mom were to make something and put coconut milk in it, mm-hmm. it would definitely not freak me out, but I wouldn't like it. You wouldn't be like, ah, you wouldn't be excited to eat it. I wouldn't be excited to eat it, but mm-hmm. it definitely, if it was like good, it would be mm-hmm. a pleasant surprise. I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not bad. Mm-hmm. But my initial thought would be like, I'm not eating that at all. Mm-hmm. But I think health is is important and the Mm -hmm. way it seems like we were taught it seems like we had a good foundation but i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people they have to go get it for themselves because a lot of people absolutely they like base health just off of i think nowadays it's social media because a lot of people like Mm -hmm. social media models and they look good Mm -hmm. and they like push a lot of supplements like oh if you take this you'll get bigger and people get stuck on the Mm -hmm. supplements and not Mm -hmm. the actual food is the building block for good health and Mm -hmm. a good body not the other additives mm-hmm. like fat burners those are a joke like those pills oh my god they just make you hella hot and so like mm-hmm. your molecules move faster and yes you will mm-hmm. burn fat but it's also pumped with caffeine so you have to move and you're doing extra stuff and your heart's being a little faster mm-hmm. and so i feel like nowadays social media has like ruined 
health. Like oh, health is absolutely. horrible now. Like it's about how big you are, especially for men. Like mm-hmm. nowadays, it's about how big you are, how shredded like, you yeah, are, how shredded you are. Like, mm-hmm. and they go through a lot of unhealthy things. Like mm-hmm. even like competitors are like on YouTube. They'll talk about it. Like they're like when I was cutting for my competition, I got like mm-hmm. super depressed and I like had no energy. And I was like, you're damn near depleting yourself and taking mm-hmm. heck of protein shakes a day just to be shredded. But I understand mm-hmm. that for competition, but a lot of people get that misconstrued and you got a lot mm-hmm. of guys around here drinking three to four protein shakes a day, trying to get shredded and they're missing a lot of the building blocks of health. Mm-hmm. Like at least add some vegetables. Like a lot of people just eat chicken and rice. And I think Bro, that's crazy. You need, you need chicken, right? You need like beans too. Like Yes, like at least some type of vegetable to help you like mm-hmm. be real, get it out the other end. Cause mm-hmm. if you can't like shit it out, it's gonna, hurt that's what the beans are for yeah um it was crazy a lot of people avoid carbs and yes carbs are such a bad so thing so many people are like carb i don't phobic. know why yeah so a lot of it came actually from this dude named uh like dr atkins he he pushed this atkins oh, diet the atkins diet yeah, yeah. yeah commercials. and it was like avoid carbs avoid carbs carbs was making you fat and then there's like there's so much stuff where it's just like there's a misconception about carbohydrates yeah. and how like potatoes are what makes you fat or like um potato chips and like a lot of the things that people call like carbs actually have a lot more like fat in them than actual carbs like yeah um like would you consider like would you consider like lays potato chips carbs that's not a carb that's a snack that's an unhealthy processed food it was crazy it's like a lot of people like be like car like they'll call that carbs but it's actually like more of it is um it's actually fat and saturated fat or like yeah. pizza yeah people call pizza carbs it's no. it's mostly fat it was just a lot of people actually don't Definitely know this like from the meat like mm-hmm. have you like even from little caesars like you'll order mm-hmm. a hot and ready pizza soaked mm-hmm. in grease from the pepperoni and mm-hmm. the cheese and all the other stuff that's mm-hmm. added on top of mm-hmm. it not the bread the bread mm-hmm. is not it's not gonna be hella greasy mm-hmm. and so i feel like that's really a big one too i remember i think it gave birth to like all these fad diets like keto diet no offense to my mom but i don't really <laughs> believe in it it's um it's definitely a questionable diet yeah. um there's also like the paleo diet too. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So the paleo diet was this idea that like you basically eat like a high meat diet. That's what pe- like humans evolved to eat. It's a paleolithic diet, which is a pa- like paleolithic era of um, humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's like eating, I believe it's no dairy. It's lots of meat. I believe they avoid grains. Um, they do eat vegetables. I don't think yeah. they eat legumes, um, but it's kind of like meat and vegetables type okay. type diet. I could be wrong. Um, there's a lot more to it but it's not really a healthy diet and um one of the things about the keto diet that's really interesting is it's actually very beneficial for people with epilepsy but which means it's been studied forever like yeah. the the knowledge of it being uh, beneficial for epilepsy has probably been around for maybe like 80 to 85 years yeah but they never like see what the thing is with the keto diet is they've had so much time like really like looking at it with a close yeah. eye and they never found anything about like health benefits so it's kind of like I'd be, if I'm being honest, um, I'd be skeptical about the ketogenic diet. And one of the things is, is that people lose weight fast because they're losing water weight. Yeah, mom did lose a lot of weight. She dropped, Mm -hmm. they both did, my mom and my mom's friend around it. Mm -hmm. And I think my mom said she was down 30 to 40 pounds. And Mm -hmm. my mom's friend, she's a bigger woman. She Mm -hmm. was down to like 100 pounds or like 90. That's incredible. Like congratulations to them for losing weight. because It definitely did work. Mm -hmm. And so I understand why they're on it. But when we talked about it, she was like, I got to stay in ketosis and like 
and they had to use these little strip things to see if they were in ketosis. I was mm-hmm. like, if you got to use some type of test to see if you're healthy, I don't think it's really mm-hmm. for you, but mm-hmm. I guess. Like, it works for them, so I understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And they it does have them eating different stuff. Like, they've cut out a lot of the sugar and all of the mm-hmm. bad stuff you should cut out. Mm-hmm. And so I understand, but I don't like not eating rice. Like, I have to have some type of rice. Like, rice is chipotle. good for you. Yeah, like, I love chipotle. And uh, chipotle rice without rice fiber. is not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got to have rice. Pasta is definitely a big one, too. Mm-hmm. I cannot give up pasta. Pasta has health benefits in it. Um, one of the things about, like, the keto diet, too, is, like, a lot of people... So there's certain fruit. There's certain fruits that are eligible to be like eaten on a keto diet, like yeah, berries, that, yeah. because they have like a low glycemic index and everything. But a lot of people just neglect them, and they're eating like lots and lots of meat. And then yeah. like if they are eating vegetables, it's small servings, and it's like only like certain ones. It's not all of them. So it's like I think that's one of the things is like it kind of makes you remove like some of the most healthy things from your diet, like. Or from a diet such as like whole grains, um, legumes, uh, certain fruits, and then like vegetables as well. Yeah. Because certain like I mean, a sweet potato would probably wouldn't be able to eat on a keto diet. But sweet mm. sweet potatoes hella high in carbs, hella good for you. Sweet potatoes are hella good. And it's That's... like one of the best diets for weight loss is actually a like they actually did a. Um, I think one of the things too is that a lot of people think that the only way to lose weight is cutting out carbs, mm-hmm. but there's so many other like ways that you can lose weight as well. And, um, like for example, certain people can actually like lose weight by, um, cutting out like fats or yeah. going on like a lower, like consuming less like animal protein because a lot of animal protein has like a lot of fat in it as well. Definitely. So like cutting out certain, like there's definitely different ways to lose weight. And yeah. it's like, um, Props to your mom and her friend for losing weight definitely, because it's yeah. definitely a very hard thing to do, and uh, many people struggle with it. But I think honestly, um, if you have different options to lose weight, I would recommend eating maybe like a plant predominant diet yeah. or like a Mediterranean diet or like a traditional diet to lose weight because there have been studies that show that like those diets are also extremely effective in losing weight. Yeah, the different type of diets are I I liked. Definitely a more of a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of geared towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try... What did my mom have us do for a while? The one where you only eat um, fish. Pescatarian? Pescatarian. That wasn't a bad one. But I felt like that was good. too much. Like I think it was like if you have too much iodine or mm-hmm. omega-3 or something from fish, it's like unhealthy for you. So we did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I just went back, but... Once I felt the benefits, mm-hmm. like not even like I knew, but like not really knowing the mm-hmm. benefits of eating a lot of vegetables, I felt the difference. Like I didn't feel as sluggish or like mm-hmm. as, you know, like what do we call it? The itis. We just want to sleep after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that a lot. So I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that vegetables do have. But I don't like the green ones. I don't I like sweet potatoes are fine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think that's more of a carb than a vegetable for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's got crazy health benefits, though. It does, but, like, peppers and stuff, I can't do. Like, really? I've heard bell peppers are mm-hmm. really good, and, like, people like them, but mm-hmm. it's just one thing I can't get into. Interesting. Um, I personally, I love bell peppers. I just, I don't like cutting them up. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't, is, yeah. Which is just some lazy shit, but bell peppers are real good for you. Um, and it's, like, it's interesting, like, the, talking about, like, the not getting the itis after eating a bunch of vegetables and stuff, because mm-hmm. I feel that, too, like, I feel like honestly, I could go to like a restaurant and get like a plant-based meal and not feel yeah. Like, like you still feel like you ate something and you're mm-hmm. full, but like you can go function. 
one of the things too is that a lot of those foods have fiber which is makes you full yeah. even longer um like a lot of people don't know this but actually like potatoes are one of the most filling foods there was a study of like i believe it was like 40 or 50 foods 40 or 50 foods and um they looked at what was the most filling mm-hmm. versus like what was the least filling potato was a winner yeah. and then yeah. um the loser was a croissant <laughs> <laughs> they're so fluffy light and fluffy like it doesn't like feel like I yeah so you know i was when i re- when i read it was a croissant was the the loser yeah i'm not surprised yeah but like, i think the best benefit i've gotten out of mm-hmm. healthy eating is that my mind feels less cluttered like i mm-hmm. feel like the food has transitioned in a better mental health mm-hmm. and i did not think a diet would do mm-hmm. that like i don't think eating more lettuce would help me think better by i'm able to think like have clearer mm-hmm. thoughts if that makes sense that's actually so crazy because that's actually a, a growing field in both psychiatry uh psychology psychiatry and like the nutritional science mm-hmm. um there's actually like there's two nutritional psychiatrists in the united states and mm-hmm. uh, one just released a book about that talking about how like mental health and food are like intertwined yeah. and um they found 12 uh, micronutrients that are associated with mood disorders and like improved mood i believe oh man i think it's b12 zinc iron iron yeah uh vitamin b6 i believe folate omega-3 there's a few more i can't remember all of them yeah. but it's like a lot of them are found in like plant-based foods and stuff so it's like that uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah. and there's also been studies where it's like well-being and like fruit and vegetable consumption are like associated where it's like the more on average the more uh fruit and vegetables people were consuming they had higher like they're more like they had better scores of well-being on like the test it's crazy what's the there's like a i don't know if you've seen it but it's a it's a pyramid it's called Mm -hmm. something and at the bottom it's like Mm -hmm. uh personal well-being and then it's like builds into like different things are you talking about the Maslow's hierarchy? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm glad you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I felt I saw that image mm-hmm. for the first time this year, mm-hmm. and um, my girlfriend she was taking like a psychology class or some type of yeah. Class. That's a classic where and it gets brought up. She like I saw it and I was like, I never thought about mm-hmm. health in that type of manner to where you there's mm-hmm. different types of health mm-hmm. and also how you can build upon your health mm-hmm. to where it does affect how you process things on the daily. Like I didn't think. You know, me, well, I guess it does sound dumb, but, like, me having a house mm-hmm. affects my daily decision-making or, like, um, my location can change the type of food that I'm eating, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, one of the things that makes me think of is actually, like, there's differences in, like, people who live, like, by, like, factories and plants, yeah. and they have higher rates of asthma. And that's that's a lot of like that's like a social like a a social class and like a um, racial problem where it's like higher rates in um, uh, black black people and in white or not white people oh my god Uh, Latino people (laughs) man I'm tripping Uh, but um it's higher rates of like asthma and stuff like that and black people and Latino people and and, um maybe Asian people maybe Asian Americans I could be wrong but I know for sure um, black and Latino is definitely higher but. It's definitely, like, it's crazy how, like, location does impact that. Yeah, there was a documentary or something I was watching on Netflix. It was, like, this woman, mm-hmm. she was, like, located near some plant and, like... Oh, my God, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, she was, like, my water is making me sick and, like, mm-hmm. the air I'm breathing. She had all these respiratory mm-hmm. and, like, heart disease and, like, a bunch of issues. Mm-hmm. But then they interviewed somebody, like, 
in the city mm-hmm. um, about the issues, and then like there was evidence to like that backed up. Like the further you got away from the plant, the mm-hmm. better quality of air there was, and like quality of life and people. Like just in, I think it was like twenty, thirty miles or something that they're mm-hmm. living different lives like mm-hmm. one had clean air clean water and mm-hmm. she was struggling to like go outside and breathe just because mm-hmm. the proximity but then also in that gap there's wealth there's like different oh my god the money yeah. gap is different yeah. like, the closer you get to the uh plant there's like mm-hmm. cheaper living and like mostly it's minority definitely black mm-hmm. like predominantly black like her neighborhood you can see mm-hmm. and like when you go away from it, it's like definitely a lot of white people mm-hmm. you see like not wealth, but you see that like, they're very well off, like they're middle class, upper mm-hmm. middle class type. And mm-hmm. I think that that's not an issue we talk about enough, how like cheaper living is only accessible to poor mm-hmm. people. And especially the food desert we talked about earlier, the food mm-hmm. desert is crazy. I did not know that's a real term. It's, it's no joke. Um, I think, I'm not, I could be wrong, but were you talking about like what the health? I what think the might, health? Yes. Where uh, it's like a pig slaughtering plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. the pollution from like the the pigs was yes. causing them to get like asthma. I think cancers. Yeah, it's it's so sad how that devastates like black and brown communities and um, like even like in like living in cities. Yeah. Like there's more. I think there's. I believe there's higher rates of like black and brown people living by like highways and stuff. And then that pollution too yeah. is no joke, and it negatively impacts people and it disrupts your sleep because you're right by a, a highway or freeway. So it's like there's so many different things, and um, housing is definitely like a like crucial thing. And um, I do wish that like housing was more affordable for everybody because yeah. like homelessness is a huge fucking oh my problem God. here in the United crazy. States and in California. And California especially because th- it's gotten wild and it's crazy because like there's so I be- I could be wrong but I believe that there's even more houses and like homeless people available so it's like Jesus homelessness could be a problem that is solved but it doesn't seem like it's and one of the things that's too that's hella frustrating is like they they put up like those like homelessness like preventer like things on like yes. benches and stuff so that homeless people can't sleep on stuff and it's it's, it's so frustrating because there's like a mental health component there's like a physical health because there's so many sold or there's so many homeless people that are like former soldiers and shit that just like saw yeah, something like, in the military that homeless misconception is mm-hmm. so upsetting like not every homeless person is homeless mm-hmm. because they chose to be cracked out mm-hmm. like not every homeless person does drugs mm-hmm. like maybe you know there's something like people like shit happens mm-hmm. basically what i'm trying to say like absolutely you lose your house, you know, like, mm-hmm. I've gone through, like, being homeless, like, with my mom, like, mm-hmm. not that she was cracked up shooting up hella drugs, mm-hmm. but, you know, just shit happened, like, mm-hmm. it got expensive, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard, Absolutely. it's hard to live, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I genuinely, I feel for a lot of homeless people, like, sometimes I try and keep an emergency 20, or, like, money in my car, or, like, even mm-hmm. if I can't give them money, I can at least buy them food, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's one thing that misconception is so uh, like it's really frustrating like that people mm-hmm. think all homelessness is caused by what they did like mm-hmm. the world you know the world does happen you know bad things happen to all of us mm-hmm. and i don't feel like they should be condemned or viewed as like creatures like they're people too like i mm-hmm. feel like people don't count them as people like when Absolutely. they address homeless people it's with Absolutely. such like anger or like mm-hmm. I am better than you just because you have clean water. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up. Yeah, for so sure. So I feel like homelessness is an issue that could have been solved. Especially, like, here, like, there's so much open real estate. And, like, it's not a problem until, mm-hmm. 
I guess you make it a problem. Because, like, mm-hmm. even, like, the homeless preventer, like, the way they built stuff up, I did not know that was a thing mm-hmm. until, like, a couple years ago when the park benches were looking different and, like, you couldn't get comfortable. And I was like, damn. And then I think, who talked about it with me? I can't remember who talked about it with me, mm-hmm. but they told me that, like, these are specifically built for homeless people not to be able to sleep so where they can keep everything clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, like, it's like that, like you're thinking, like mm-hmm. imagine being that guy. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, hmm, how can I How can I make these make, people's lives man, worse? How can I make this park bench so uncomfortable you can't sleep on? It's gotta be that guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's hella scummy. Um and I think what's hella sad is like the like the United States is such an individualistic ass yeah. country where it's like everything that you achieve and everything that happens to you is your fault. You are the person that was in charge of it, you are in yeah. control. And it's like in one of my social psychology classes, one of the things we learned was it was called the just world fallacy. And it's like, you think that the world is just and like what happens is like, it's because of like the actions that you did, but you know, like that shit is wrong. Like, um, and like homeless is a perfect example of it. It's not you, like you said, these people aren't just cracked out. It's like so many, so many different unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances happen to these people. And it's like, um, these people might turn to drugs because, they don't know what they can do to receive actual help yeah. because for the longest fucking time, like mental health was such a stigma. I was about to say that a lot of them do have mental health issues mm-hmm. and can't get mm-hmm. the proper care. If they're released from their mm-hmm. institution, they have to be on the mm-hmm. street. And if you're schizophrenic and everything is talking to you, of course you're going to turn to drugs or, you know, you don't have anybody to talk to. Of course mm-hmm. you're going to try to find some way to escape. So I understand definitely mm-hmm. in that aspect that mental health is such an issue that it leads to homelessness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the overarching issue. Like homelessness mm-hmm. is definitely an issue, mm-hmm. but I think the overarching issue is the mental health and how we've mm-hmm. dealt with it. Especially like veterans, they'll come oh home, God. have PTSD mm-hmm. and not get the care they Agreed. need and just have to be out there. Right. And it's it's so sad because like the United States has the ability to like Ample provide resources, these, yes. so much money. And like, People say like, oh, it's impossible to do, but it's like, look at Europe where it's like universal healthcare, like people are able to see a therapist, like everything like that. But it's like, there's so many therapists that have to turn down people because they have different insurance or they can't afford the insurance. Cause like, it's hella sad, but like, like what, what do they want to do? Like, do they just want to keep having this like system where people only like certain people with like certain insurance can, or is it like, why don't we just do like a universal healthcare system where everybody can like get therapy that they need? Yeah. And one of the things, too, is that, like, mental health is a stigma. Like, for Definitely. for many men, it's like, oh, you're going to see a therapist? You're talking about your feelings? Oh, you're gay. Like, Man, it's, call me a bitch. Like, the way... It's like, oh, you're soft. Like, you're, you're weak or anything like that. But it's like, therapy is, like, so beneficial for so many people. And it's, like, it's evidence-based. There's so much good shit that you can learn from yeah. therapy. Like, everybody should see a therapist if they have the opportunity, the resources, and, like, the insurance to do it. It's so beneficial. I agree. It is beneficial. But I do not know if I'm a believer in therapy. It's, uh, and I, it's I'll tell crazy. you why. It's only hear. because mm-hmm. it's hard for me mm-hmm. to come to the conclusion mm-hmm. that a stranger mm-hmm. with no agenda is mm-hmm. supposed to come in and actually care about my feelings. Only because it's a transaction. I'm paying you. Mm-hmm for these hours so now i feel like it's your job mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe if therapy is more of a service like it wasn't as heavily priced as it is then maybe mm-hmm. i think it was important like i definitely do think is it important to talk to somebody about your mm-hmm. feelings 
and you know things you can't comprehend mm-hmm. you know definitely get a you know different view of things i understand all of that mm-hmm. but it is very hard for me to get over that i'm supposed to tell you all of these deep underlying issues that i have with myself or with my life you're supposed to care mm-hmm. for hours on end and supply mm-hmm. the best care that you can but it also comes at a price. So I feel like you don't really care. You care to a certain extent, mm-hmm. which is what your time is worth. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. So that's a really interesting point. One of the things I do want to highlight is that a lot of therapists and psychologists and stuff are paid like shit. Really? Yeah. It's, I've only known, I know the stereotype that it's a very expensive to get a therapist mm-hmm. and you have to be there per hour and they charge mm-hmm. you by the hour and it can be expensive. So what, do you know what type of insurance, like what type of insurance do you have? You have like Kaiser. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, Kaiser. So Kaiser right now for for all those like listening and then for you as well, mm-hmm. it's free. Therapy is free what? because of the COVID pandemic. Whoa. And then if you were to see a therapist through Kaiser and everything mm-hmm. like that, it would just cost you twenty dollars. Like regardless of COVID, that's just Damn. that's how much it would cost you per hour. And one of the things too is that these people train as therapists for years upon years, and they do research on like what helps people like feel better and like what promotes like well-being and stuff like that these people dedicate their entire lives to like researching and understanding yeah. depression and anxiety and stuff like that and it's they come at it from i feel like an altruistic sense mm-hmm. because many of these people are in private practice themselves and they do this just because they want to help people okay there's there's definitely a business side to it where there's like a capitalistic side which yes. is like people that like try to do like free therapy apps that are not free therapy apps yeah. but like therapy apps that cost hella money or like the calm app where it's like instead of learning mindfulness skills for like cheap you're spending like 70 bucks yeah so it's like that shit is like definitely like the capitalistic like greedy side the corporate greed but there's many clinical psychologists like their marriage and life lmfts that yeah. are like totally like altruistic and just want to help um okay maybe i'm just too cynical because i feel like and there's there's evidence-based yeah. ways there's like i'm not sure if you've ever heard of cognitive behavioral therapy it's, i did it a bit in psych like a mm, little bit so there's there's kind of like there's different schools of thought if you have like what you think of like how you um your emotions and stuff like that so it's like <laughs> if you feel like you have control over your emotions there's cognitive behavioral therapy which is very beneficial for many people and there's like if you feel like you have no control over it there's acceptance and commitment therapy and then there's also like mindfulness training there's um there's so many different things like i've been seeing a clinical psychologist for about two or three months now mm. it's ten dollars a session we go over cognitive behavioral uh strategies where it's like what to do when you're feeling anxious or okay. what to do when you're feeling like down or yeah. um what you can do to like um it's like up activities which is like what makes you feel good and then mm-hmm. down activities which makes you feel bad so it's like it's so beneficial and um one of the things too that i benefited from from seeing a psychologist is or like seeing him is uh like learning how to label and understand like what emotions are it, it helps a lot with emotional regulation okay i understand what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. i think it's, it's extremely valuable and um like it helps with like self-love self-discovery yeah. oh that's that's a big one because it kind of i mean there's there's definitely there's definitely like exercise that they help you do where it's like what are the values that you have in life what do you want in like life to make your life meaningful and stuff like that and it helps you kind of like self-discover what you find valuable in friendships in like a career and a partner everything like that and then like self-love because it can like help you with um kind of like 
heart like um hushing your like inner critic yeah. and like kind of like making you know that like that's not true like you're mm-hmm. not a failure or you're not like dumb or anything like that so it definitely helps with that and um oh man i just i can't recommend it enough for anybody that has the opportunity to that's a really big thing i think mm-hmm. not even just people our age i know mm-hmm. but like a lot of it has come out like this pandemic like i've seen mm-hmm. it like even like jokes on tiktok like people mm-hmm. were like struggling with self-love like mm-hmm. they've had to spend a lot of time with themselves mm-hmm. and they didn't really know themselves or understand like who they were as a person mm-hmm. and so like a lot of us are now like when the pandemic happened you know we were in college and now a lot of us are maybe like a year year and a half removed from college maybe mm-hmm. don't know if we want to go to college now don't know what's going on and you're mm-hmm. just in your 20s like all right, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Exactly. And so I feel like self-love, really mm-hmm. understanding who you are and what you like want is mm-hmm. important because absolutely for a while, I did not know what I wanted. Like mm-hmm. I was going, like I was doing stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've brought it up a lot, but I was going to school mm-hmm. because I feel like it was going to impress my mom and that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, school was never what I wanted. I hated mm-hmm. high school. I feel like mm-hmm. um, high school is harder than college. Mm-hmm. Like I, not like it's a joke, but a lot of the stuff I feel like I could have learned mm-hmm. in college. Maybe because I didn't go to way to college, I started at a four mm-hmm. year, I mean like a two year, so it kind of mm-hmm. ruined my college experience. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like it was personalized or like as fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so then when I decided to work a little bit more, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I'm just supposed to wake up and work <laughs> and do this every day for mm-hmm. the next 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit in the room and figure out what I liked, what mm-hmm. I enjoyed, um, what I'm going to do, what mm-hmm. I'm going to take to get there. Just a lot of loving myself and mm-hmm. figuring out what I want to do and mm-hmm. what I want to do mm-hmm. is more important than all the other stuff. Like you, at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Like you have to you're be right. okay 100%. with yourself and decisions you made. Mm-hmm. And if you're making decisions for other people, then are you really happy with the mm-hmm. life that you're living? Absolutely. That's a really like important thing because so many people do like like you said go to school to impress their parents because yeah. maybe um, like I'm not sure if you experienced this but my mom uh, she never actually went and finished like she never got a bachelor's That's degree. That's why I felt the pressure. Um, she wanted me to do it and like yeah. I ended up enjoying the fuck out of school. So, <laughs> so I ended up being okay with that. Like mom, I got my bachelor's degree. I know you're super proud of me. Um, definitely. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I might go get it. <laughs> I definitely got it. Um, she was definitely one of the biggest inspirations yeah. for that. Um, but like living through other people's decisions is definitely something that many people like struggle with. And it's, yeah. it's like a, a problem like all throughout the United States, like men, women, like all ages and everything. Um, but like you said, like doing like making decisions for yourself and yeah. like learning like these are what I'm going to do and like accepting it is so important and it's so beneficial for so many people once you realize like that's, honestly like one of the most important things yeah definitely like self-love like Mm -hmm. because i would hate to live for 30 40 years get to Mm -hmm. 50 and realize i made all these decisions for everybody else like Mm -hmm. i'm not where i want to be Mm -hmm. or you know my life isn't how i envisioned it Mm -hmm. i think that's the most important thing because for me not gonna lie the way the U.S. is living, we don't got a lot of time. The yeah. way global warming is looking, yeah. the way the ice caps is melting, we don't mm-hmm. got a lot of time. So I'm definitely going to live the right way. not going to go out and do anything outlandish or like throw mm-hmm. my life away. But in this short time or this time that I do have, I definitely want to touch as many lives as possible and mm-hmm. teach 
definitely that self-love is probably mm-hmm. the most important thing that like there's a lot of things that i want to teach and like make acceptable especially in the black mm-hmm. community because mm-hmm. i know therapy like that is a stigma and especially in the black Absolutely. community like you cannot as a black man you cannot have no mental doubts because you know life is tough get over it mm-hmm. and you can't be gay because that's just unacceptable like mm-hmm. but definitely i think self-love is definitely a big thing especially in the black community like mm-hmm. it's definitely crazy because mm-hmm. there's a difference between I know why, because, like, you know, slavery and stuff like that. But there's a difference between the dark-skinned man and the light-skinned man. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of unity among the group. It's colorism. So I feel like, yeah. So if you, like, love yourself, I'm like, so what? I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I am black enough. Mm-hmm. Then I don't feel like it would be an issue. But mm-hmm. I think even just not even to make it a racial thing, but just people in general don't like themselves. Like, they think they have body issues. Body dysmorphia mm-hmm. is a really crazy thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of eating disorders. And there's not a lot of, oh, I'm okay with myself. Even if you're a work in progress and you are going to the gym and try and better your life, mm-hmm. that understanding that I am in a work in progress and that I'm not where I want to be, but mm-hmm. I'm happy with who I am. I and, think that's what everybody needs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and like, I think that it's, it's a bit similar with like, I say I would say it's a bit similar within like the Portuguese communities. My mom is from uh, Portugal. She came to the United States when she was a child. Um, there's definitely like colorism there mm-hmm. where it's like, um, it is like a European, like, um, it is like European. So you, everybody is white, but like some of the people that are from like, they're, my mom's from this Island is called, um, oh my goodness, it's called Terceira. Mm-hmm. And like the indigenous people there are like looked down upon because they're darker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like colorism is there. It's bad. Um, and like mental health is treated like a joke there where it's like, oh, you're anxious. What do you have to be anxious about? You got a house, you got, you got like a dog, you got like a car, you got like, you got yeah. this, you got that, you got these material items, but it's like people could be like super fucking rich, but still yeah. be super sad or super anxious. And it's like homophobia is, so it's, it's definitely like similar things yeah. that, um, I have, uh, like noticed and observed within, um, like definitely like similar, like family dynamics and like community stuff like that as well. Um, and like, I've, um, I definitely think that's like super admirable that you want to help like the black community with like things like that, with like self love, self acceptance. Yeah. And, um, I think it's important because like the difference, like even in talking like Mm -hmm. to different black women, there's a Mm -hmm. difference between the dark skin black Mm -hmm. woman and the light skin black woman, like the light skin black woman, she's a lot more prettier has they like describe hair like good hair like she has good hair mm-hmm. and she has colored eyes and the dark skinned woman seem like she's an angry like that's an angry black woman like she's mm-hmm. more violent um her hair is more natural or coarse and so mm-hmm. she's maybe not as desirable mm-hmm. and so i feel like if everybody was just like oh, okay i love myself enough mm-hmm. then i don't think the color would like mm-hmm. that would matter but i think it's really the labels mm-hmm. like just even across not racial lines just the mm-hmm. labels you put on everybody mm-hmm. like when you're a light-skinned man mm-hmm. like there's different labels people put on you you may not even put them on yourself like mm-hmm. you may be a tough man but people are gonna view you as softer or, or like privileged yeah like you mm-hmm. know like it's it's definitely it's tough yeah especially a lot of people like struggle with it like mm-hmm. light-skinned men have to like now prove that i'm not only black but i'm black enough to be black mm-hmm. like some of them like not like any of my close friends, but a lot of them have like overly used like the N word just to mm-hmm. prove that they're like black enough or like mm-hmm. overly tried to assert their dominance or like don't connect with their white family 
mm-hmm. because they feel like they have to prove that they're black enough. Mm-hmm. But I feel sad. like, yeah, it's it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad that people, because like, they've probably been like low-key harassed about that their entire yeah. life. And I bet you it's the same thing with um, black women, especially like those with like darker skin and yeah. like more melanin and stuff like that. Or it's like, they've always been like, I feel like they probably had been like passed up so many times, like they're the, not passed up, but like rejected so many times yeah. by men just because they're too dark or like they just like have just heard so many like just disrespectful ass comments towards disrespectful, them just like, people for having darker wild, skin. Yeah. And it's so sad um, because like colorism just, it doesn't benefit anyone. And it's, it's just it hella, it's like, I feel so like it sad. tears, it tears down. Mm-hmm. Like, cause now when you say black people mm-hmm. then comes in the question well are you really black enough mm-hmm. and then like it just becomes this whole issue and i hate it i think it's, it's so sad dumb. I, I think it's so dumb mm-hmm. but you know it is what it is it's one of those issues mm-hmm. that i think it just it's gonna have to it's it's gonna be around forever like mm-hmm. that and just the gender equality, I hope mm-hmm. that gap closes soon. I think mm-hmm. there's like more progressive movement towards it, but I think that's gonna be open for a while too. One of the things too is like it's it is so sad to see and like the like the I don't wanna say like it like prevents like solidarity between yeah. or it's like judgment for being like light skinned or yeah. judgment for being dark skinned. Um and it like it just like kind of causes like some um like just disrespect between like like light skinned people and like dark skinned people. Yes. It's, it's sad, um, and then like the gender inequality is hella sad. And the like, gender inequality is so crazy. It's it, uh, yeah. It's it's really unfortunate because like there's like it's like men will do the exact same job and get like 25, 25 like thirty percent, thirty five percent more, and it's like for the same thing. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate to hear like that happening, and then like. Uh, sexual assault being treated like a joke and yeah um, it's like it's it's such a problem in the united states and yeah. it's like so many people like oh that's just him being him like hey, that's just guys will be guys boys yeah. will be boys like no that's that's a that's a different level of like mm-hmm. assault like to i think you should like universal rule keep your hands to yourself like i don't know why mm-hmm. people struggle with that like it's one of the things too that's unfortunate is like there's hella there's hella guys that'll be like extremely like like touchy and stuff like that with mm-hmm. women that they barely know. Yeah. They'll have like their hands on their thigh. They'll put their arm around them. And it's like they barely know them. And these women are just like trying to enjoy themselves. But it's like men just like there's so many men that will go out like to the club or like to a bar with like the intention of just like fucking someone. And like that just that is like all that matters tonight is just like getting some girl. And it's it's yes. so sad to see. I have a question for you. What's good? Do you think men and women can really be friends? Yeah, for sure. Why do you say that? Because, so like, here's the thing is that it's, okay, give me a second because I'd like to articulate this, but I don't think that there's any problem with it at all because mm-hmm. there's definitely like platonic friends regardless of your gender. Um, and like, think about like some of my closest friends, like most of, there's a good amount of them that are women and, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that I have, like, the same, like, depth of friendships and everything like that with okay. them. And um, it's, like, I think that that doesn't, like, I don't think gender matters in, like, terms of friendship. I think that, like, what you, like, desire in a friend is, like, the most important thing. What do you think? Okay. It is possible. Mm-hmm. 
if how do I put this? It's very mm-hmm. possible, mm-hmm. but it's very rare mm-hmm. because I think only brought this up because of the scenario. But I think most people do start relationships, mm-hmm. especially men, with the intentions of getting something out of it, mm-hmm. and they have some type of agenda, and mm-hmm. so. I feel like you can be friends, Mm -hmm. but that guy friend, Mm -hmm. is that really your guy friend or does he just have sex with you? Oh, there's many friends. Oh my goodness. There's many men that would like, if they had, I feel like there's many guys that would like, if they had the opportunity to like hook up with their, their friends, their homie, they they would, would, they would take the opportunity. Yeah. And it's like. I think those are honestly like friends for women to avoid because yeah. it's like they're kind of just in it to like catch you when you're vulnerable. Yes. Honestly, which is hella sad. Um, and it's like that. I don't think that's actually like a real friendship. That's it's kind of just like it. Honestly, I feel like that's just like waiting. Yeah. You're waiting like you're more like a predator now. Like you're just waiting mm-hmm. for her to be vulnerable. Yeah. Honestly. Slip up or call you on a drug night. I think that's weird. But I think there can be platonic friends. Like, uh, absolutely, Kiana. Yeah, yeah. Me and Kiana, we're like that's the homie. Like, yeah, that's the guy. She she's hella cool. Like, hella cool. And so it feels mm-hmm. like it depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have to really discern. I feel like something has to happen. Like, your car has to break down, and your homie has to come get you or something mm-hmm. for you to prove that's your real friend. Because some people like when something tragic happens, they're like nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. But when you're up, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let's hang out. Oh, absolutely. And so I feel like. You got to go something tragic with your mm-hmm. opposite sex best friend to really know. Yeah, there's, um, I I have a a, a girl, like a, a friend a, that's a woman. And yeah. like one of the jokes I make is I'm like, you're one of the boys. Because <laughs> yeah. like she just like does like a bunch of like shit that like. The guys um, would do. Yeah. Like the, that you would like stereotypically do with like your, your men friends. Yeah. Like she would, she would tag along and enjoy herself as well. So I'm like, you're one of the boys. Like, and she just kicking it and just enjoying herself. And <laughs> yes. It's like not even on like no gender role shit, but just just enjoying herself. Like Chilling, you know what I mean? Bro. That's yeah. how Kiana is like she'll come over and like uh we'll like meet up at like the apartment or like mm-hmm. whatever and we'll like play the switch and she'll just be chilling, bro. Yeah. We'll just talk. Like it's nothing crazy. But I mm-hmm. feel like once the attention starts mm-hmm. getting a little weird or you like start wanting different type of attention from me mm-hmm. and I can like pick up on like, Oh no, this is not mm-hmm. a friendship anymore, like we can't be friends. Like there's an uh, agenda, like yeah, there's, there's a, like there's something you want, me, yeah. yeah. Especially, like, if you know I have a significant other. Like, you got to be a different type of woman to know somebody has a significant other and still try and hook up with them or, like, link up with them or, like, try and do anything shady Mm -hmm. like that. I think that's crazy. Same thing for men. Like, I was actually, I was at a gas station in SAC with my girl. And this dude just, like, starts catcalling her, like, right in front of me. He's like, your girl is so beautiful, bro. Your girl. He just kept repeating himself until I, like, said anything. (laughs) And I was just like, bro, what? (laughs) And, like... I just like, I was like, bro, I don't, I just ignored it. Cause I was like, That's bro, there's crazy. nothing that you get from, uh, like interacting with this dude. He's just yeah. like, he just driving by. He's like, your girl is so beautiful, bro. Your girl is so beautiful, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And been, it's like, been a while. Yeah. It is like, bro, didn't care at all, bro. It was just like shooting. I his. Think sh- those type of men are so different. Like they mm-hmm. see you with your woman mm-hmm. and you're out in public mm-hmm. and they still choose to like, 
I think it's like them trying to prove like they're more manly and they don't give a fuck that you're there. Their masculinity, bro. Whatever. So if that's really what you think is masculinity, then mm-hmm. I, bro. But I don't. That's not a good look. There's even as, as a man, that's like kind of fucked up. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if that was your woman, you want anybody doing that. So why are you doing that to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Like, just like basic human rules. Like, just be cool. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. I would. I couldn't imagine being that type of dude to just catcall. I think catcalling is wild. Like, just catcalling being a thing, yeah. It's like, obj- like it's the objectification of them, which is hella bro, sad. just whistling. Um, I'm like, oh my God, I love the whistle. Like, that's like, not... <laughs> bro, no, yeah, no woman has ever said, oh my God, please yeah. whistle more. Like, that's yeah. what, that's what makes me attracted to you. Like, no woman has ever said that to a guy that catcalled. It's Man. like, please whistle more. Like, oh my no. God. Call me a bitch. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like, no woman is going to be... A, you know what's crazy? They've actually done research. The most attractive thing, or like, is being able to trust the man. Really? Is the like a woman being able to trust a man is one of the most important things for attraction. Mm-hmm. Because if Damn. you're not feeling comfortable, it's yeah. It kind of like being the ability to feel comfort is like it sets everything up. Yeah. So it's like if a woman's uncomfortable around a man, it's like she's yeah. not gonna be attracted. She's not gonna be able to enjoy herself or anything no. like that. So it's it's such an important thing is like trust and comfort. Yeah. And it's crazy, like research and stuff is like kind of solidified that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely sad to see like the amount of like catcalling that women experience, and then like the fucking resentment that men will have when they get rejected. Where it's like, oh my bitch, God. I didn't want you anyway. Man, like, like she'll you go suck from anyway. Like, man, she'll go from like, oh, she's hella bad to that bitch is ugly anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't want you. You're hella ugly. Like, be disrespectful. Like, mm-hmm. because you didn't get mm-hmm. just because you didn't get the result that you wanted, don't mean you mm-hmm. gotta be an asshole now like i mm-hmm. feel like agreed just take that to the chin like you threw up a help mary expecting to be a touchdown like didn't work out and bro what's crazy is they like they fucking like shoot their shot in like the most simple way or it's like i'm not sure if you've seen it before on twitter but it's like instagram dms where it's like hey 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 <laughs> like crazy dude like suck on every story or like heart yeah it's like you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're so yeah. bad. Like let me let me take you on a date and stuff like that. And then it's like I got a man. Just like fuck you. <laughs> yes. It's like, bro, like what? It's yeah. it's so. Think. I feel like some people like legit like think they're entitled to yeah certain other people that they're attracted to, and it's like rejection is a normal ass thing that people need to experience oh and can benefit God. from. I think people need to just get reject like mm-hmm. people deal with rejection in such a negative mm-hmm. way now like especially towards women like mm-hmm. i think a lot of people don't have a conversation like get out of women face to face and so mm-hmm. like when you finally do muscle up that courage it is disappointing if you do get a no but you have to mm-hmm. like live with that like okay mm-hmm. i went out on a limb i did something i tried mm-hmm. my best and didn't Absolutely. work out then oh well not that oh just because i tried my best i feel like i'm supposed to have it mm-hmm. like no you shot your shot it didn't work out like suck it up you know agree next one and it's like you don't gotta hate the woman that rejected you. You just wish her well, and just yeah. if you're if you're interested in like hooking up with her or like dating her, and she's yeah. not interested in that, just move on. Like there's there's three billion women in the yeah. world. There's and I think you have to change the energy. I don't think mm-hmm. every woman you should approach mm-hmm. should be with the intentions of oh I'm trying to like have sex with this woman. I'm trying mm-hmm. to fuck her. Like go up. I think the best approach is like to be like a friend. Like if you approach mm-hmm. her like a friendly shit, mm-hmm. I think it does that build that trust you were talking about like mm-hmm. okay he's not just trying to have sex with me like it's cool like if you I just think, have a conversation a conversation mm-hmm. is better than like a pickup line i believe mm-hmm. i think that's true um i think one of the things too is like go with the intention of enjoying yourself yeah. and not like don't kind of like make your night based off of like how successful you were with women and yes. like 
if if someone is like struggling to meet women just go out with the intention of enjoying yourself and um like having fun don't go out with the intention of meeting someone or anything like that and um like i met my girlfriend through i just i I had been interested in her for hella long Mm -hmm. and uh like i had seen her like post like on i had her on social media and i was like oh like she's hella attractive and I ended up messaging her. I knew she went to San Francisco State, so I messaged her, and I was like, hey, like, I see you go to San Francisco State. I'm interested in going there for my master's. Like, do you mind talking to me about this campus and stuff like that? And just, like, conversing with her. Just with the conversation. Just with the intention of enjoying the conversation. And then I just was also like, hey, um, I know you're from Sacramento. Like, if you're ever in Sacramento and you'd like to hang out, let me know. I think we'd have a lot of fun. And then we ended up hanging out in Sacramento, and, like, I ended up having a blast. She had a blast. Our first day was at this picnic. Um, I ended up bringing my Switch. We were playing Mario Kart. Nice, like, we, nice. we got, like, some food. And Dope. then, like, like I was, like, I just knew then. I was, like, this this has to be my yeah. girl. Like, she's a wonderful person, and I want to spend, like, a lot of time with her and stuff. So I think that's, those are the best relationships where they start mm-hmm. from, like, just – something organic like it's mm. not forced like i'm this is the one i choose like this mm. has to be it or bust like mm. no you went in with the intention mm. of having a conversation and it was cool and it ended up working out in your favor and mm. i think a lot of people have to do that more like just have conversation mm. not every woman you have to have sex with or have a sexual encounter mm. with. and i think when you learn that i think you actually have more success mm. like you're like more women understand like oh he's not a creeper he's not hella weird like he doesn't mm-hmm. just want me Agreed. for my body it's for mm-hmm. like the actual conversation and like, I can think for my yeah mm-hmm. so Agreed. I definitely think it was dope I think one of the things too oh man I just had a point I can't think of it but one of the things is that like if you just enjoy the like talk about shit that you want to talk about don't yeah. don't talk about shit that you think will interest her like just talk about what you're interested in like I was talking to my girlfriend honestly about health and shit and like she ended up enjoying it and like <laughs> that's crazy but like i was just like if i'm being honest like i was like with the like i didn't i didn't like go into it talking about hella stuff that she, like i just went into it talking about what i wanted to talk about and like with the intention yeah. of enjoying myself and it turned out so well um i think a lot of people like go into it like what should i talk about like what should i do yeah. like what should i do like yada 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 but it's like Go into it, enjoying yeah, yourself. Just be and yourself, then, bro. Like, I, yeah, just be yourself. I think that's the best approach. Just be yourself. Like, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was it? I heard there's this guy. He was like, after a year of meeting somebody, you actually meet them because, mm-hmm. like, for the first, I think he said like three to six months, you're meeting mm-hmm. their representative, like mm-hmm. who they want you to see or like who you who they want you to think that they are, mm-hmm. and then as like time goes on, their mm-hmm. representative goes away and they mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. And so I think if everybody was just themselves, like, I think it would be a lot easier. Like, because mm-hmm. I think she understood, like, the joy you got or, like, mm-hmm. the excitement you got mm-hmm. out of oh, talking absolutely. about health. Mm-hmm. And she was able to see who you were as a person. So mm-hmm. I think that's way better than you playing 21 questions and just asking her <laughs> oh a bunch my. of shit. Like, it's an interview. Like, what's that's your favorite color? Hella, yeah. What's your favorite color? <laughs> what's your favorite Oh, where are you born? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What's your favorite food? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, that's like. Not only is it so typical, it's but so it's so lame. Yeah, yeah. It's so boring. That's um, different, like to like go on a date and actually mm-hmm. like so you learn something because mm-hmm. like you're in college and you have a PhD, mm-hmm. like not a PhD but a bachelor's and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure she learned something, mm-hmm. and to go on a date and actually learn something, get some knowledge out of somebody, I think that's dope to always. Keep yeah, going. bro, and my girlfriend's hella smart. She she worked 
she's about to finish in August. Damn. Um, she just finished her semester. She she's hella smart. She's at uh, San Francisco State. She's taught me so much about like feminist theory and a bunch of stuff like that over the past like eleven months that I've been mm-hmm. with her. Like, there's so many things that she's like encouraged me to do and try and stuff yeah. like that that I'm like so grateful for that because it's like had I not met her and like mm-hmm. learned what she's interested in, I wouldn't know about that stuff. Definitely, definitely. And it's it's so tight to see and like hear and just like hearing about. Um, like what she learned about in class or yeah. like she made a podcast for one of her classes and like i just thought that was so cool and that actually inspired me to make my Man, little <laughs> bro put out the episode cody put it out it's episode zero it's episode <laughs> zero so i i gotta record one but yeah shout out to my girlfriend for all that because yes. she inspired me and taught me so much um but bro it's eight o'clock so like <laughs> oh yeah we're at an hour and a half and you was about to wrap it up just okay, after we we're done ooh. talking yes so thank you cody for coming to the creative podcast thank it you it was an lovely. honor to be here um if you're listening this is available on spotify podcast go follow us on tiktok at the crib podcast on instagram all that stuff will be in the description thank you for listening and i'll catch you next week thank you so much everyone wow